It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah. This is Geek Therapy Radio. And now, your mental curator, Johnny Hamburger. Welcome to Geek Therapy Radio. As always, I am your mental curator, Johnny Hamburger, and we have... By we, I mean me, and you listening, however you're listening, if you're listening to the Geek Therapy Radio podcast or the broadcast here on KPRC 950 AM, that is we, all of us, listening and participating in this show. I am your mental curator, as always, Johnny Hemberger. This is a big show. I've got uh, quite a bit in this show. I talked to Dr. Uh, Carolyn Sumners, she's with the Houston Museum of Natural uh, Science, and we talk about the upcoming lunar eclipse that is occurring this Sunday night, and that conditions are going to be ideal for this wolf blood, what is it called, The uh, I keep blanking out on it. It's a supermoon, wolf blood supermoon, I believe that's what it is, it sounds pretty hardcore, pretty metal. Uh, but it's a, a lunar eclipse that's happening this Sunday, so you want to stick around to segments, uh, the next segment and segment three. So segments two and three, I'm talking to Dr. Sumners from the museum, talking about the the moon, eclipses, and all sorts of fascinating information in there. We just geek out about astronomy for a bit. I could have talked to her forever, and you'll hear that in the, in the uh, interview coming up in the next segment and continuing into the third segment. In the fourth segment, I talked to Josh, a fellow board op here, Josh, and I talked to Chris Gordy from KBME, and we talk about video games a little bit in the last segment, so it's kind of a, it's a fun show. This first segment, I gotta tell you, this is, a, this is a call to action. Perk your ears up. By the way, side note, starting in February... Geek Therapy Radio will air at 10 p.m. Saturday nights right here on KPRC 950 AM. So mark your calendars. Starting in February, Geek Therapy Radio, much better hour, 10 p.m. Saturday nights. I'm very excited about that. Uh, With this first segment, like I said, call to action. I cannot kick this most recent geek out over vintage computers. If you listen to Midweek Geek, and you should, it's the podcast-only version of Geek Therapy Radio. Make sure you're subscribed to the Geek Therapy Radio podcast in your favorite podcast player. Of course, we here at iHeartMedia prefer the iHeartRadio app, so subscribe to Geek Therapy Radio on the iHeartRadio app. But in Midweek Geek, I was talking about collecting vintage computers and and why people in modern day, in 2019, as of recording this episode of Geek Day Per Radio, why are people so into vintage computers? You know, people are into vinyl records. They're making a comeback. The vintage computer scene has seen a resurgence. And I can't shake this. It feels like a need in my heart and soul to get my hands on another vintage computer. As many of you know, I do have a Commodore 64, and that is absolutely exquisite. It is great. I love my Commodore 64. 
But now I'm looking for something. I don't want to amass a huge collection of computers because, you know, honestly, where am I going to put them? But right now, the call to action is if you have a vintage computer, and I'll define vintage in a second, please reach out to me, geektherapy at iheartmedia.com. That's my email, geektherapy at iheartmedia.com. You can also get at me on any social media, Geek Therapy Radio on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can go to the website, geektherapyradio.com. Basically, if you just Google search Geek Therapy Radio, you'll find a way to get in touch with me. Email is probably the easiest, geektherapy at iheartmedia.com. And I'll repeat, I'll repeat that in a moment. Because if you have a vintage computer, and I'm going to, de- I'm going to define vintage right now as pre-1993. So basically a 486 or lower. Let me know. Please let me know. You know, maybe you're listening right now and you don't know what you have, but you know that you have an old computer computer laying around in storage or something. If it's easily accessible and you can do it, take a picture of it and email me a picture of it or send it to me on Facebook, Geek Therapy Radio on Facebook. Just let me know what you have because I'm looking to to collect one. I, I will pay for it. Um, unless you want to do it out of the kindness of your heart to donate to the show, I'll give you a shout out and whatever you need. Uh, just donate a computer to Geek Therapy Radio. But if you have a computer that you know is from before 1993, let me know. If you're not, sh- if you know you do have a computer but you're not sure of its vintage, just take a picture of it again and let me know. I'll, I'll take a look at it. I'll let you know what you have. But I really, 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 really want a vintage 8 or 16-bit computer. Um, 32, possibly. That's why I'm saying keep it pre-1993. Keep it at 486. Uh, That's the processor speed, basically, an Intel 486 processor. So if you have an old computer laying around, just something that you thought nobody would have any use for and nobody would want, and it's just sitting in storage up in the attic, you don't even know if it works or not, please email me like honestly really please i don't do these call to actions very often in this regard but i'm going to use my voice over the airwaves to have you email me if you have an old computer whether or not you know exactly what vintage it is if you have an old computer email me geektherapy at iheartmedia.com or just get at me anywhere on the internet geek therapy radio on facebook instagram youtube twitter Basically, just Google Geek Therapy Radio and find a way to get in touch with me. GeekTherapyRadio.com. Please let me know if you have a vintage computer and I'm willing to pay for it. Unless you want to be super cool and just donate it to Geek Therapy Radio. I would so appreciate just to know what you have. GeekTherapy at iHeartMedia.com or GeekTherapyRadio.com. Okay, big show coming up. We're going to talk about the Wolf Blood Supermoon and video games. But first, let's pay a little bit of, of, of bills around here on the way out. Kung Fu Saloon at 5317 Washington Avenue. Kung Fu Saloon, 5317 Washington Avenue. Get your Tay-Tay on with karaoke. Uh, step to me at Street Fighter 2. Get your butt hadoukened and drink beer and eat great food. What more could a geek want? All that can be had at 
Kung Fu Saloon at 5317 Washington Avenue. Audi Central Houston in AudiCentralHouston.com. They'll take really good care of you at Audi Central Houston. I know they will. I have bought a car from Audi Central Houston. I've been a customer since before Geek Therapy Radio even existed, so I know how they'll treat you at Audi Central Houston and AudiCentralHouston.com. Tell them Geek Therapy Radio sent you. All right, more Geek Therapy Radio coming up. Welcome back to Geek Therapy Radio. I am your mental curator, Johnny Hamburger, showing you around the mental museum of different exhibits from, from astronomy to computers to video games to airplanes to whatever happens to be my fancy for this show. And right now, my big fancy is astronomy, and I have Dr. Carolyn Sumners on here with me to talk about the upcoming eclipse on Sunday. So, Dr. Sumners, thanks for coming on Geek Therapy Radio. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Awesome. So, what can you, what makes this eclipse, what specifically, what kind of eclipse is it, and what kind of makes it special against other lunar or solar eclipses or what have you that happen from time to time? What is so special about this one coming up this Sunday in Houston? It is a total lunar eclipse. Mm. I think the most special thing about it is it won't happen again for our area until May 15th, 2022. Okay. So rarely do we go this long without a total lunar eclipse, so it makes this one even more important. The second very important thing about this eclipse is that the weather's good. Yeah. It's going to be cold and clear, so everybody gets to bundle up, which makes experiment kind of experience kind of more fun. Cozy. And it will be in a good timing. Another thing is that so often these eclipses occur and the kids can't stay up to see them, or the parents don't want to stay up either. Right. Well, the nice thing about this one, it happens on Sunday night, and MLK Day is Monday. Uh-huh. So a lot of people, including all the kids, are going to be off work or out of school. Therefore, you can stay up late yeah. and watch the eclipse. Yeah, so one of the major proponents of, of, of my show is that we are all geeks about something. You know, like I mentioned earlier, from it could be cars, it could be video games, it can be computers or airplanes. But I know a lot of us, including me, I have a big 8-inch uh, Orion telescope and Ooh. and way, not way back, 2013... <laughs> During a full moon in the winter of 2013, I believe it was January 31st or December 31st, I forget specifically, but I took wonderful AP, you know, astrophotography photos of the moon that night, even using my my Dobsonian mounted telescope. So what you said back there, not only is the timing of this perfect with MLK Day the next day and it, the eclipse is happening fairly early in the evening as opposed to 2 or 3 a.m. at night. Um, the fact that it happens in the winter time, that really makes the seeing conditions, S-E-E-I-N-G for those listening, the seeing conditions are absolutely ideal 
when the and you can expand on this too what can you tell me what's going on the i'll let you describe it better in your own words what is happening with the atmosphere in the winter time or what is not happening with the atmosphere in the winter time as opposed to the summertime which really makes things kind of difficult to see the weather is drier in general in the winter mm-hmm. and that means there's less stuff in the air, less humidity and whatever goes with it. Mm-hmm. Also, it, it, the big determinant is the color. The color varies from eclipse to eclipse. Mm-hmm. This eclipse does not go through the center of the shadow. It goes above the center, but still gets within the moon mm-hmm. uh, the, or shadow. So it, it, I don't think it's going to get really a deep red where it sort of goes away. It's going to be this nice, I'm hoping, this nice copper color. Yeah. which I think is very pretty in photographs. Another thing that's unique, and this is for now in time, mm-hmm. people have cell phones, and I have been very surprised at how well people can photograph this. Yeah, uh, you got, You're not going to make the moon huge if you just use your cell phone and zoom, but you might try to put binoculars on a tripod so they're stable mm-hmm. and give it a shot and see what the moon looks like. Yeah. If somebody in the neighborhood has a small telescope, same thing. Mm-hmm. If you put your uh, cell phone uh, right on, on top of it, I have seen really quite impressive photographs come out of this process. As right. long as the telescope or binoculars is held stable. See, that's that's how I got the great results on my uh, astrophotog. I'll, I'll send you this picture when we're done with this interview. Sure. Uh, um, I have a kind of a... An amateur astrophotography setup. Now, my telescope is relatively large. I don't think tons of amateurs just getting into it. I wouldn't recommend right off the bat maybe a big, giant, five-foot-tall, eight-inch aperture telescope. But I had my uh, DSLR hooked up to it through a different mount, through T-rings and all sorts of stuff. But the best picture I got of the moon, which I wound up using, was what you're talking about uh, with your, your cell phone camera and binoculars or a telescope. I believe it's called eyepiece projection, right. and and what what I want listeners to know, people listening to the to radio broadcast the night before the the supermoon and um, the podcast is we don't have film in our in our cell phones, so feel free, obviously, to take up to you know maybe hundreds. Just keep snapping because eyepiece projection is 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 quite difficult. Not only are you having to kind of move the binoculars to track the moon or your telescope to track the moon. So when you take this, the one picture through the eyepiece, don't get disheartened that you didn't get a great picture of the moon that time. Just keep snapping. Keep doing your best to take a, a dozens of pictures through that eyepiece. And I promise you, one of them is going to come out spectacularly in all it takes. And, and doctor, I think you'll agree with me here is it takes that one sort of eureka moment to create a new amateur astronomer to to, to spark <laughs> that so. to spark that new hobby in them and like i said we're all geeks about something and some, maybe somebody who doesn't think about astronomy that much isn't into astronomy now this blood moon event perhaps will spark that and i think it will and i think what you're doing there with the museum and the observatory is is completely just amazing in in sharing astronomy with with, with new with new uh, hobbyists, getting new people into the hobby. Is there anything you can add to that? What what should um, sure. amateur you astronomers kind of? You advice? have an hour mm-hmm. of totality. Now that's a lot of time to experiment. So you can start out with something that doesn't work at all. 
mm-hmm. and keep thinking about how could I make it work. You need to have your uh, your eyepiece focused sort of on infinity. If you look through it and you can see it, chances are your lens of your cell phone will too. Yeah. And and whereas if you do a uh, if you attach a camera, which I often do as well, sometimes the image is just too big or it it doesn't track as well. The, the, I agree with you. Often the cell phone images for a tenth of the effort work out just about as well. Right. I think the the things to, the most important thing here for me as far as geekiness mm-hmm. is engage the kids. Yeah. Given there's not going to be another one for three years, and I promise you every single child is going to have to answer a question on a eclipse before we see another one, that yeah. it's important for them to have a real experience. Data show that if you have seen it, if you've experienced it, you're more likely to remember it and answer the question correctly. Right. Uh, take the time to simulate it. In other right. words, show that you're going through a shadow, put the sun, the earth, and the moon, however you want to do it. The trick is just have the kids realize they're going into the earth, the moon is going into the earth shadow. Yeah. Notice the shadow's not sharp, that's because we have an atmosphere. Talk about the fact that the sky is blue because our atmosphere is scattering blue light, mm-hmm. but the red light which we see at sunset, is what ends up in the shadow cone of the Earth. Mm-hmm. And that's where the moon gets its red light. It's Amazing. from our atmosphere, actually. Yeah. If we had no atmosphere, we would not have, we would have still eclipses, but we would, we'd have a sharp edge to them, right. and we would, they would go uh, completely black. Yeah. Okay, we're going to leave it there for just a moment. We're going to come back and talk about all the teachable moments here in the upcoming eclipse. But on the way out, we need to pay some bills. So stick around for about 60 seconds while I tell you about Audi Central Houston and AudiCentralHouston.com. AudiCentralHouston.com is where you can go to start your search for your new Audi in every budget. A3 to R8 uh, the brand new Audi e-tron, 2019 Audi e-tron, doesn't burn any gas at all. You plug it into your wall like you plug in your cell phone every night. The all-new Audi e-tron, the 2019 Audi e-tron, is available at Audi Central Houston and AudiCentralHouston.com. They'll take really, really good care of you at Audi Central Houston. I know. I've been a customer since before this radio show ever existed. I've spent my money with Audi Central Houston, so I know how great they'll treat you. Start your car search at AudiCentralHouston.com and tell them when you go to Audi Central Houston that Geek Therapy Radio sent you. All right, let's talk about moons and teachable moments and how this can be a great experience for you and your family in your own backyard. More Geek Therapy Radio coming up. I'm your mental curator, Johnny Hemberger. Okay, let's return to the conversation with Dr. Sumners from the Houston Museum of Natural Science. We're talking about the wolf blood supermoon and all the teachable moments. Let's let's go right back to the conversation now. I think I think all of this. There's so many teachable pieces of this. I was just going to say and create a memory because it's going to be cold. Yeah. So maybe set up a tent, plan you know, do sleeping bags, whatever makes this something a kids will remember. Wow, mom, grandma, uh, granddad, whatever mm-hmm. took me out to see this really special event. And I think another thing is that we can predict it so exactly. Yeah. So much of our world today is totally unpredictable, yeah. and this one isn't. Yeah. 9.34, everywhere on Earth, yeah. the eclipse is going to start. Now, not everybody's 9.34, right. but the 9.34 Time 
absolute time. Right. So if your kids say, well, I wonder if somebody in China is going to see it, well, 934 our time, add 12, 13 hours mm-hmm. to it, and it's daylight in China, so the answer is no. Right. We have to be on the side of the Earth facing the moon. Yeah. And that's another learning learning experience that you can have. You can even call somebody halfway around the world, or not quite halfway because they won't see it, but maybe right. a few you know, across the United States somewhere. A thousand miles, yeah. At the exact yeah. same time, even though they may be keeping Pacific time or Eastern time. At the With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Exact time, real time. Right. They see the eclipse begin, you will see the eclipse begin. And so from 934 to 1041, you have your partial phase. Then you have your full eclipse for an hour. 11.43, the moon starts to reappear from the shadow, mm-hmm. and you have to stay up past midnight, 12.30, 12.50, to but, see the last of the eclipse. But you don't have work the next day, so, or a lot of Who us Who cares, yeah. Yeah, stay, stay up, get that hot cocoa going. Doctor, do you have another uh, couple minutes here? I, I have just another couple quick questions. Sure. Okay, well, why? what is the the title of this upcoming eclipse, and do you know any sort of of the history behind it or why it's called what it is called? Well, each, each piece of this title is another story. Mm-hmm. The wolf part, it's the wolf moon, and the wolf moon is the full moon in January. Mm-hmm. And it was named that because it's a likely time when the wolves would be howling. They're, it's cold, it's, you can hear them. The wolves howl at the moon a lot, but they supposedly howl even more in January. Yeah. Uh, it's also called the ice moon, the old moon, the snow moon, but they're not nearly as cool as the wolf moon. Right. So, and it's a Native American thing. And so we, every moon has a bunch of names, like the harvest moon, when we harvest the crops, mm-hmm. gives us extra light in mm-hmm. the fall. The hunter's moon follows that for obvious reasons, extra yeah. light for hunting. So I think every different name for a moon is something about Earth, about us, about our heritage. So that's worth talking about as well. Supermoon simply means the moon at full is close to perigee. Mm-hmm. Perigee is when the moon is closer to the Earth physically, right. and that makes the moon larger. Mm-hmm. So about three, mo- three moons of the month are considered the closest ones to that point in the orbit, the moon is full and close to the Earth, and that's how we ca- and we call those super moons. Three three moons of the month or, or of the year. Three moons of the year. I'm sorry. That's okay. I, I was I... three three full three full moons usually in a row of a year, and one you may you may jump over December to January. Uh-huh. Uh Three full moons in a row. Uh, for three different months right. are usually called your supermoons because those full moons occur close to perigee. Right. They're the, they're then it pulls away and the moon gets physically smaller. Uh, it's very hard to see, though. Yeah. I think one of the most interesting things to do, a geeky thing to do, right. uh, with what we're about here. Yeah, we do it. Yeah. Is ask people, okay, look at your hand. How would your whole hand cover the moon? Could you cover the moon with your thumb? Could you cover the moon with your four fingers? 
Could you cover the what, what? How much would you take to cover the moon? And most people will say the whole takes a whole hand. Yeah. Turns out it takes just one finger. Yeah. And that's impressive. Yeah. The next, so that's a wow. I didn't realize that. I mean, you got to kill a lot of time here. This thing takes a long time. Right. Right. The next thing is if you look at the moon, <coughs> excuse me, low near the horizon, it tends to look bigger. And if you ask people, is the moon bigger near the horizon than it is overhead, most will say yes, and mm-hmm. their answer is no. Correct. The moon is the same size at any point you see it, but you're, it's a, this is an optical illusion. Your brain sees all these trees in front of the moon and uh, feels like the moon is farther away and therefore bigger. Right. You, 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 we tend to pull down the, the, hori- the uh, zenith visually, and so we feel like the moon has gotten smaller, and it hasn't. Our perception has. Right. So when you're staring, for instance, I, I've been waiting for this, and thank you for all this time, Doctor. Sure. I've been waiting for the opportunity, um, and I, I keep checking checking my, I have an app or a software called Stellarium, which is wonderful. I'm sure you've pop, yes, maybe heard nice. of it. I'm, I'm waiting. What you it. can do in there is you can scrub through time, you know, and it maps all the stars' locations, planets' locations. I'm looking for a time that works best to have the full moon uh, on the horizon so I can drive outside the city and put, put the moon right behind the city right there on the horizon because specifically and precisely because of that optical illusion that makes the to make the moon look like it's engulfing the entire city of Houston. I think that would be in a, that's that's kind of my my ideal, my dream moonshot is to put it behind the entire city of houston just engulfing a big you know round white or orange dome behind the city so what you're saying about uh that optical illusion that's that's very fascinating people think the moon is bigger on the horizon it's actually not and actually the the closest the moon will be to you correct me if i'm wrong is at apogee right above your head directly above your head that's when you're going to be physically the closest you know within the diameter and radius of the Earth. We, yeah, that's that's kind of tricky because yeah. you have to, you'd have to draw it because you're looking through the horizon as it rises and yeah. then it's overhead. But that, that that difference is almost nothing. Yeah, you know, you're looking through more atmosphere. That's why it's going to have our orange color. Right. Uh, you know, and especially in Houston, we do a great job of having a thick atmosphere. Right. Uh, and that makes the color of the moon more orange as it rises. But it uh, it rises and turns white, but it doesn't get smaller. Correct. So we could talk about the moon forever. To to start wrapping this up, we've been talking about looking at, you can see this with your naked eye, obviously. You can see it with binoculars and with telescopes. Um, You can put your phone up the eyepiece and all that good stuff. But the museum has a way for the public to see it up close and personal, the best view possible, and that's at the George Observatory. So can you tell me what the museum's doing, what the observatory's sure. doing in preparation for this event, and what the public needs to know to fully take in this spectacle at the George Observatory? Okay, we're actually doing two things. Okay. Uh, all weekend long, or actually starting tomorrow, if you come to any planetarium show, any show, any topic you pick, the first thing you will see as the lights go down is a simulation of the eclipse. So you'll see where the moon is in the sky, and we then blow it up and show it what it will look like through binoculars, and you can watch it change color and make our best prediction for it going red. So we offer that at every single planetarium show. Wonderful. Uh, then at the George, which you have to, is down in Brazos Bend State Park, so it's about 45 minutes drive from downtown in the southwest. Okay. 
you can you can Google it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the park will be open for the eclipse. Uh, everybody is welcome to come. Uh, you you have some place to get in out of the cold, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. We'll have some people have lots of telescopes set up, so you can bring your camera, your cell phone, whatever, and try to photograph through the different telescopes that we have set up, which makes it more fun as well. And it's a, I always think these things, especially if you have family or if you have a someone you're close to that you want to share the special event, the more special you make it, the better. Mm-hmm. And you can make it very special by going to the observatory. Uh, you can also make it special, you know, staying at home, you can still see it. And uh, just be sure you create the environment to go along with it. Yeah. Something else you might want to do as a final thought uh, is, and this is something we'll be pointing out at the observatory, is the landing sites of Apollo. Yeah. This is the 50th year of Apollo, since we landed on the moon. Yeah. So it, it, just to kind of time together in people's heads, 2019 and the 50th year and this great lunar eclipse, try to point out the sea of tranquility and oceans of storms and the different areas where the Apollo astronauts landed. And this is something else you can do with kids and grandkids. And you can get all these images on the web that will show you where these landing sites are. And that's worth sharing. Yeah. I I just remember it is the 50th anniversary. I think in in July, technically, is that Yes, July 20th, 1969, men walked on the moon for the first time. That is awesome. Dr. Sumners, thank you so much for coming on Geek Therapy Radio this week and for giving me almost 20 minutes here. I don't know how much I asked for, usually around (laughs) 9 or 10, but I'll take all the, the geeky astronomy talk I can get. So thanks for coming on Geek Therapy Radio this week. Oh, I enjoyed it. I bet you know the sponsor of this segment, Audi Central Houston and AudiCentralHouston.com. Buy your next vehicle. I suggest that it be an Audi <laughs> from Audi Central Houston and AudiCentralHouston.com. When you go to Audi Central Houston, make sure that you tell them Geek Therapy Radio sent you. There's a reason why I talk about them so much on the show. Why I took them on as a partner is because I know from a fact as a past customer before the show existed that they'll take good care of you at Audi Central Houston. And you can start your search at AudiCentralHouston.com. Welcome back to Geek Therapy Radio. I am your mental curator, Johnny Hamburger. And in this segment, by the way, I hope you enjoyed that uh, moon discussion with Dr. Summers from the Houston Museum of Natural Science. And I hope you look up this Sunday evening, this Sunday night, in the perfect weather to see the wolf blood supermoon. Make sure you do that. Even with your naked eye, even just in your front yard or backyard, take a look at that. Uh, in this segment, I talk about video games with my friend Josh, fellow board op here at iHeartMedia, and Chris Gordy joins the conversation, and we talk about the fact that we have so many video games in our library, but how many video games do we actually play out of all the games we spent money on? It's kind of an interesting discussion, so let's jump into it now. I play, now more than anything, I play Simple Planes. I actually my, haven't heard of that on my one. iPad. It's just an app. Oh, okay, okay. It's a, it's a sandbox game where you build. It's based. It's a physics based game where you can build airplanes and different okay. things. So that's what I I spend a lot of time doing if I play a game because an app is e- really easy. Just to yeah, turn on. for sure. So first, I'll ask what you're playing, and then I'm going to get to the real reason that I wanted to talk to you. So what okay. are you playing right now? 
Um, so if anything, no, I'm playing some games. I won't lie. It feels like in gaming right now, it's like kind of a dead period. I'm looking yeah. for a main game, you know, and that's I was playing Overwatch for year and a half two years and i still played a little bit uh-huh. but it's not what it once was or at least enjoyment wise for me it's not what it once was so i've been trying out like rainbow six siege which is another older game but i like having more of you know competitive online games so i'm yeah. giving that a little try um playing red dead playing that online now with some buddies red dead too yes sir okay. um call of duty a little bit it, not much but i'm assuming the most recent call of duty yeah so yeah black ops 4 40 of yeah. <laughs> yeah um <laughs> and then uh also i'm a big sports game so i've been playing fifa a little bit but like i said it's like recently there's not a big game outside of red dead that i've really been getting into so i'm even thinking about going back and trying witcher 3 because okay. i haven't played witcher 3 yet and i know that's everyone praises that so yeah I'm tr- I'm trying to find something i can sink some time into right now more than anything okay do you what um I mean, you mentioned you just said Overwatch, right? Mm-hmm. What, is there is it's kind of, it was a dumb question. Never mind. Uh, speaking of esports, okay, I was gonna ask is is Overwatch considered an esport? Yeah, game? I mean, but, yeah, have... but it is. I know it very much is. Have you ever spent much time with Rocket League? Yeah, I have. I uh, when it first came out, or pretty early on at least, I played a lot of Rocket League on computer. I even have it on Xbox too, so I can play with you know all my friends in Xbox or PC. So I, yeah. I love Rocket League and it's got a good competitive scene too. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's, and it's still going. Yeah, you know, it's huge. still going. CS:GO still going. But yeah. yeah, Rocket League is one of those games that I think that's a kind of a common thread in a lot of these esports leagues. Using uh, CS:GO as a as a good example been out for a long time mm-hmm. and in the scheme of video game releases even rocket league now wouldn't 14 or 15 yeah i want to say something, something like, that? like that i think i just got out of college or so constant updates i'll turn on my steam and this is a good segue into what i w- w- really want to talk about this segment i'll turn on steam and it'll say update for rocket league and it's like mm-hmm. three four five gigabytes like <laughs> these huge updates yeah. for for these games for Rocket League, so there's still, I mean, there's no slowdown. If anything, there's a, just a steady pace of updates for the game. Yeah. Developers working on it, new things, new cars, new DLC, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that was a segue into my main comment, which I touched on earlier this week on, on Midweek Geek. That is, I have probably by most accounts, even it sounds weird, but a small Steam lo- library mm. of probably 50 or 60 games. So I've got dozens of games. Which for the average listener is probably like, well, that's a lot of games. And really, it's it's, it's not that much if dude, you look at it. You right. Know? So like 50 or 60 games, how can you play all that in your life? See, that's the funny thing. That, for probably a lot of gamers, is a very is a small Steam yeah. library. They yeah. probably have hundreds of games. Mm-hmm. Which even further goes to my, my point here. Out of those 50 or 60, few dozens of games that I have, mm-hmm. I, I play maybe one or two of them yeah. religiously. So it's like, why did I spend so much money on all this other content? And I think that's a that's kind of a rub. I want to get your take on that. Like, when you download games, how big is your library? If you have a Steam library, and and what do you think about you know buying a ton of games and only using two or three of them? What's up? What's up, Chris? What's everything? I'm not stopping recording now. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. We're talking about video games. Yeah. Chris, while you're in here, do you play many games, Chris? Yes, uh, I've been obsessed with the Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. Probably, and we were debating this the other day, me and some buddies. It might be my favorite game of all time. Really? I love the Grand Theft Auto games. Vice City is probably my favorite, but... It might be my favorite game of all time. That that is even Mario, all the '80s games, all the stuff you grew up with. 
Red Dead. That, yeah, that's I mean, high it's praise. Hard to, you know, the old story games, it's hard to compare, you know, like Super Mario 2 with, yeah. <laughs> with, with Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. 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 It's just the world is so expansive. Like, you can go, like, I mean, it takes you 20 minutes real time to go from one end of the map to the other. Like, yeah. that's just insane. Yeah. Right. 20 minutes in Super Mario Brothers 2, you're at World 4. <laughs> you go across the map twice. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're no. almost done with it. That's not even including warp zones. If you hit the warp zones, you're, you're done in 20 minutes. I think I can beat Super Mario 1. I timed it once. I, not a speed run. You know, I can't do it like that, but I can beat Super Mario 1. I, I think another 15 minutes just hitting the warp zones, like <laughs> yeah. boom, bam, and then I'm at World 8 and just beat it. But back to the what we were talking about here in the next couple minutes. Um, we have these. Do you have a big Steam library? Are you on Steam? Do you have? He probably Steam? doesn't no. use PC. Yeah, okay. no, I think he's just consoles. consoles. Yeah. Same thing. You can have a huge library yeah. of, of games. But first, you, Josh. Do you, do I you played, play it regularly in rotation or just so. A couple like of I said, for me it was Overwatch. That was kind of like when I'm doing nothing, I just hop back onto it. But I'm right there with you in the sense that I have one or two games that I play constantly. Then games like Red Dead come along or other big games, I'll you know play that until I either beat it or I'm done with it. Yeah. But it's hard to really stick with some of those games, even if they have online modes, because it's hard to want to play a story multiple times. So you go back to those one or two games that you know. You can just pick it up and have fun, and it doesn't have to have much new, and right. you'll still enjoy it. Chris, are you kind of the same way with consoles? Do you hope you just have a whole rack of of games, but you only stick to like one or two? Yeah, I mean, I I, I grew up big a big sports fan, and um, the the NCAA football one for me was like a timeless game, and they stopped making it years ago because some idiot athletes wanted to get their six dollar <laughs> check and sue EA Sports. But yeah. um, you know that the the sports games for me were always the go to, but the Grand Theft Auto ones were just to me like if you were just in the mood and you just want to sit down and just go kill people. I mean, you don't even need to do a storyline. <laughs> yeah. You know, just go jump in there and do it. Yeah, I like the sandbox game. One of my favorite games right now is actually, uh, I like the Just Cause series. Yeah. Two through, four. I haven't played four yet, but the first Just Cause, I'm sure it was great, but I tried to play it for a few minutes and it's like, yeah, it's, it's It's similar to GTA where you can do the story, but right. I know you can just like get in a plane, fly around, or you can put you can, balloons or people, I think it's on the new one, you can make stuff fly around and stuff. It's just, you can fun go around do st stupid fun stuff. It's just a fun physics-based blow things up if you want to you can you can follow you know you can try to beat the game if you want to or you can just like you said just just blow stuff up just yeah. just have fun the explosions are really nice it's really fun another uh, another one i was really into i loved fallout 4 yeah. but this new fallout i just yeah. I've, I've played it a couple times i can't what, get into 76? it yeah, yeah. yeah i've i've i yeah. personally haven't played it yet but i've just heard it's riddled with nothing just you know, don't even of, bother probably like that's online all mode or something is worse than it's well, all online it's mandatory yeah. online yeah. And, and so it's one of the few games on console games that i played that i had to subscribe to xbox live and all yeah. that and it just it just kind of sucks i mean you know and, and depending on your internet connection if you got subpar internet like i do with Uverse, it's you know it's spotty and like you're you're shooting somebody and suddenly you're frozen and it's like what the hell so <laughs> so i guess that's a great place to leave it that doesn't matter how many games you play if you're playing online and your internet connection sucks it's kind of it's kind of not worth it i know that i deal with that and i have sony Uverse myself like we were just saying and sometimes i feel like playing rocket league and then i remember that the internet connection isn't that great that it's, you know, it's fast enough, you know, downloads and stuff like that. But for gaming, it's that ping that matters. It's that ping, boy. If you don't got that ping, you don't got gaming. 
So anyways, uh, word here on the way out. Thank you for listening to Geek Therapy Radio. Word here on the way out for Audi Central Houston. Start your search for a new Audi at AudiCentralHouston.com. They'll take great care of you. I know for a fact because I've been a customer since before this radio show existed. Audi Central Houston and AudiCentralHouston.com. Really, really check them out. Thanks for listening to Geek Therapy Radio this week. It means the world to me that you do, and it means the world to me that you consider subscribing either on YouTube or this podcast or however you're listening to the podcast, whatever app you use, consider subscribing. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week for more Geek Therapy Radio. Be good to each other, including yourselves. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.